You're listening to Two Tall Gamers and Some Microphones. Hey, this is Blur from Beskar. And this is Blue Neko of Beskar. Welcome to Two Tall Gamers and Some Microphones, Episode 5, for Saturday the 28th of May 2011. Wow. Yeah, wow. May is over, which means June is here. Do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is... What's tomorrow? My birthday. My God, Blur! Yeah. Happy birthday! You're Thank 19. You. I know. I don't look a day over 36. You don't. No. Oh my God, it's your birthday! You Gemini. Uh, yeah, I am actually. It explains a, a lot, huh? It does explain a lot. Hmm. But that's a that's a whole different show about it's... astrology. <laughs> it is. Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Okie doke. Now, this week, our update was a Trooper progression video. It was just one thing, and it was the Trooper progression video. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I thought this... Well, here's the thing. This is a great update. Were it happening at any other time, this would be an outstanding update because it's good. It's a wonderful video. it's, It's great to see how the armor is going to progress. It gets really exciting. It actually made me want to play a trooper, which is the whole idea. So bravo, oh, yeah. Bioware. But at the same time, we're so close to E3, and we're on that like last stretch to the game launch. Not good enough. <laughs> this might as, it might as well have been Jessica, age 12, has drawn a Twi'lek. <laughs> yes, yes, almost a fan Friday. Almost a fan Friday. So it was good, but we're at the point where not good enough. If it's If it's not... Open beta or a launch date? I Really, open beta or a launch date, it's not good enough for me. Is that wow. horrible? You're a harsh marker. That, I am at that point where I've waited so long that, like, this should have been an update like a year ago. Yeah, true. I want to hear about PvP. It might not have looked as good a year ago, perhaps. No, it probably wouldn't look as good a year ago, but if, if you're going to give me an update right now and it's not a launch date, you better show me, like, open-world PvP with, like, 100 versus 100 people, like, out just killing the hell out of each other. <laughs> now, I've got to ask you, because in this video, if people haven't seen it, uh, the Sith Inquisitor, the uh, female Sith Inquisitor from the last video we were watching a couple of weeks back, she she is in it. And yeah, she, she, she comes on, she's all moody, she's looking good. And then uh, this uh, guy, he sends these little droids into the air and they're doing a scan and they find her and he uh, he pulls out a big knife. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on, on that. Did she go down like a sucker or what? I thought that was total crap. I thought that was part of some sort of therapy session wherein the trooper has a fragile ego and is not feeling good about who he is. So therefore, they they enact the scenario where the amazing, awesome Sith Inquisitor would die mm. uh, w- from his little knife wound across the neck. And I thought it was bull and it was lame. And I will not acknowledge that that was in the video. So moving on. What if it just happened in his imagination, could we say? It, w- it was a dream sequence. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what I think, too. <laughs> All right. So w- was there anything else about it that you uh, that you thought of? Because when I looked at it, I, I haven't been paying much attention to the truth because we're, we're obviously a Sith guild. And um, I'm looking at these names of the advanced class. I'm seeing Commando and Vanguard. And they seem completely wrong to me. It's like the guy with the, the BFG... They're calling the commando, and this guy with this sexy assault rifle, they're calling the vanguard. And I thought, wouldn't the commando be the guy with the little gun, and the vanguard, the guy at the front of the army, be blazing away with the BFG? Are these names around the wrong way? What's going on there? 
Well, you know, you brought that up, and several of our guildmates expressed the same sentiment, but I'm going to be the one person that says, um, I disagree with you, because when I hear the word commando, I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I think of a really big effing gun, and then the word (laughs) vanguard, you know, a vanguard is someone who's sort of like at the head of the group, and that seems more elegant, and so like a very beautiful assault rifle, and very precision, so it seems like good advanced class labeling to me, mm. but I did notice that a lot of our guildmates agreed with you. So yeah. I don't know what to say about that, but when I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I do think of a really big, big, huge honking gun. That's interesting. Well, look, maybe the Bioware guys are using the movie Commando as, as their um, inspiration. I don't know. Maybe. You never know. (laughs) At this point, you never know what they're using as inspiration because they're not using their MMO audience as inspiration. (laughs) True enough. True enough. But, hey, there's always E3. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Woohoo! Now, this early in the show, I want to get straight into some um, questions from people who listen to us. And I've got an MP3 question first up, which I want to play. So if I can just find the play button. Where is it? Here it is. I'm looking for the play button. Hit that play button, Blur. Hang on, hang on. Here it is. Hi, Blue Neko and Blur. It's Aulis. My question is, aside from the races that have been currently announced, which race would you like to play as and why? For me, I would like to play a Trandoshan because I think that they are fearsome and they would make a really good bounty hunter. Thanks. All right. Thanks to Aulis for that question. Um, What he's asking, Blue, is aside from the races announced so far... What would you like to play as and why? He likes the Trandoshan. Well, I like all the... I'm, I'm going to be cheeseball and say I like all all the races. So if, if someone wanted to bring in like a Rodian or a Wookiee, there's like tons of races I would love to see represented. But at the same time, are they going to make a game that has like 30 different races? Probably not. I'm okay with the races that they have thus far with the promise that there's going to be more later. But it would be really great if they had Wookiees on the Republic side, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm shocked, honestly shocked we haven't seen a Wookiee and you can't be a playable Wookiee or anything like that. Now, we've seen, we've seen a Wookiee companion, like a rumored... There's lots of rumored companions, but I believe there's a Wookiee companion to the Smuggler, which makes sense because you do the whole Han Solo, Chewbacca thing. But lots of people like to play Wookiee, so I, I, th- I, I guess I'd have to say Wookiee. Not because I'm going to play a Wookiee, or I would want to play a Wookiee, but, but I want to see them represented in yeah. the game, and they're not yet at this time, other than NPCs. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting at, because my answer was going to be Wookiee as well. Because, oh, uh, sorry about that. It's all right, it's all right. Aside from uh, Hume, I mean, I in, in all MMOs, I know this is so boring and white bread and vanilla flavored and whatever but i i usually play a human as my first character and as do i play it fairly sort of straight and then i go off and do other things so in in galaxies yeah i was i had a human i also had a bothan and a wookie and um i mean i guess bothan would be an interesting sort of race to play as well um but i would like to be a wookie well my whole feeling and again i play human as well i play human female because I like to play what I know, and yeah. that's basically all I know. So you won't see me role-playing a dude, because it would have to be a gay boy, because I just have to go with what I know, and I like guys. So yeah. there you go. My feeling is, 
wherever the logic lies insofar as a race being a specific class, I think that race should be available. So if it's logical that 11 different races can be a trooper or nine different races can be an Imperial agent, I would want that. But, you know, again, it's Bioware. They get to do what they want, as as we well know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, look, we hope that answered your question, Aulis, in a roundabout sort of way. Um, we've had other mail, but I'll get to that in a minute. I wanted to talk about something I've seen on the forums. Now, this is uh, from Serena at Celtic Thunder. They're a uh, Republic Guild out there, and Serena, very nice lady. She started a thread a little while ago. Be honest, would you follow a female leader, a female leader of a guild? And she put up a poll. And, you know, Blue, to be honest, I'm surprised it's still going. Um, I'm surprised this topic just, just keeps going on and on and on. And I'm really bothered, in fact, that a lot of people said no, they wouldn't follow a female guild leader. I mean, what's the deal with that? Um, aside from the whole people are people angle, um, wherever I look, people are kind of awestruck by female gamers. And yet there's negative comment in that thread about female guild leaders. So as a female, I wondered if you'd like to say a few words on this. Of course, as a female. I'm going to represent my gender right now. Please do. G girl power. Well, first of all, I've had a female leader, a guild leader in an MMO, and it worked out fine. Uh, if a person has the proper leadership skills and they have the passion to keep the guild going, they're going to do great. It doesn't matter if they're older or younger, if they're male or female, if they're dedicated to the guild and they're recruiting people who are like-minded, chances are the guild is going to do well and the leadership is going to be acceptable, if not exceptional. I could use you in, in our case. You're male. I'm female. Mm -hmm. We have allegedly. very similar... Uh, allegedly. <laughs> I, I could be Blur and you could be Blue Necco. We explored that in our gender reassignment program in the last podcast. It was but interesting, in this one, yeah. It, it was very interesting. I liked peeing standing up. <laughs> anyway... You're male, I'm female, we share a lot of the same opinions regarding MMOing in the game, so it works out. It, I don't look at you and say, oh, this is my male guild leader, and I assume you don't look at me and say, this is my female guild member. No. We're, just, we're just working together, we get along, we share the same passion and excitement about Star Wars and MMOs. I'm not shocked that the thread has gone on for a while because as we know about the tour forums it's less about being topical and more about trolling and being argumentative mm. and so i think the real message of the question which is hey you know would you follow this leader which she thought maybe it was gonna maybe serena thought it was going to lead to discussions about past female leaders or do you think women have a different leading style or, or things along that vein but it didn't people got negative but I think it got negative because people like to troll on the boards and, and they aren't actually offering well thought out conversation. They just want to do rapid fire sort of arguing shock value nonsense on the board. So mm. while she posted, I think, a, a good thread, it's it's not exactly the best audience in which to do so. So I'm not shocked that it's going where it's going. I'm not shocked that people are saying, oh, you know, my experience has been incredibly negative. I think people are people. I think if someone's a good leader, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. I don't want to lead a guild. I don't have the time 
to lead mm. a guild to do like the Facebook and the Twitter and run the forums. And but that's me. That doesn't mean I wouldn't be a good leader. I just know my limitations as far as my time constraints and my energy. I think I make a great member because I can put forth enough energy to be a good member. Yeah. But I don't want to do what you do. It has nothing to do with you being a boy and me being a girl. It's Not just at all. a matter of your lifestyle is really good for you being a guild leader. You have that like amazing energy to keep it going. And I'm, I do other things with my energy. So that's where I am. Where are you on that thread? How do you feel about it? Like I say, I'm, I'm shocked it's going on. I'm shocked people have got in there and said, no, I wouldn't follow a woman. Women, women are horrible to follow. And I'm like, what? Seriously? <laughs> like the whole gender? There's not one good leader possible in that whole gender? Like, wow. You know, so I think a lot of the comments have been quite naive and, if I can go as far as to say, quite stupid. Um, I Every time I log into the forums and I see it's been bumped up to the top of the forum again, you know, no offence to Serena because we've just discussed why she made the thread and what kind of things she probably wanted to get out of it. But when I see that at the top of the forum, you know, I just like slap my forehead and think, oh, no, another day of this being on there. And um, I'm really, really, really bored with it. Um, and it's just extraordinary that it still goes on. But more extraordinary that there are people out there who think that women across the board are just hopeless leaders, and it's just so not true. Well, I mean, I expect it from the Tor forums. Not to say that all the Tor forums are a waste of space, but I mean, I could if I was just going to give it a random number, I, I could easily dismiss like 50% of the people who post on the Tor forums because they do this sort of argumentative, non-thinking, wrong-thinking craziness, and they're just trolling, they're just killing time mm. by posting nonsense. I, I like men. I like women. I think the world is better because both of them are here. And so, yeah, so people who are down on women, I don't care. Oprah Winfrey. How about Oprah? Would would people follow Oprah? I, I think there's like millions of people that would follow Oprah Winfrey's lead. And I just hope she plays Tor. <laughs> Horrible guild leader, though. Horrible. <laughs> Shut up. She'd be a great guild leader. She'd right. be very positive. Yes. Look, we're coming up to the end of our first 15 minutes. So we'll cut to some commercials. There might be some new ones this week. There might even be one from Beskar. Have you heard that one? Biscar. Yes, I have heard it. Oh, not the Australian accent thing again. Hey guys, and we're back. This is Blue Neko. And this is Blur. And this is the second half of our podcast, Two Tour Gamers and Some Microphones, Episode 5. Episode 5. Where does the time go? I don't know. It's been five weeks. Yeah. The world today. <laughs> <laughs> what does that right. mean? <laughs> it just means so much has changed, you know, just technology. Since episode moved four? Up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and especially <laughs> since we began. I mean, there were horse and carts on the road. It was, it was a I different know. time. Fifteen minutes later, and now there's like hovercrafts. It's yeah. all... Yeah, yeah okay. on these skateboards that float above the paper. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, look, moving on, we've had emails to it. I'm going to throw to these before we get sidetracked because we've been not so good at answering questions the last few weeks. Uh, we have a question from uh, Andrian. He's from Hand of the Republic, which is a very good guild, obviously another Republic guild. Seems the Republic folks are listening to us more than the Sith people. I wonder if that's a problem. Um, they admire us. Maybe. Maybe. They think we're so, we're so dark and mysterious. They want to know what we're all about. 
or they just want some eyeliner sort of tips or something. I I have this thing for Jedi, so I welcome all I welcome all the Jedi boys. Come come closer to the blue Neko. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll be scared when you start getting fan mail. Um, he asked, <laughs> with more and more information about different specializations being unearthed, we're seeing that there are some classes that are able to dedicate themselves to roles like pure burst DPS and off healing. How do you think this will fare for group compositions? Do you think that with such a diverse multitude of pure and hybrid roles that it will be harder to put some solid groups together? Blue, lead off. Okay. I'm going to first say, this is my opinion, but because I care about everyone, because I'm one of those sappy individuals, I'm going to stress this very seriously. There is a point in your character customization where you need to spec very strongly one way or another. I realize that when we're very young as characters, you can do some hybridization that would allow you to do a little DPS, maybe a little tanking, a little bit of healing, but there's going to come a point where you have to commit. And I've actually heard from Bioware folks themselves that if you kind of try to do this branching all the way to end game, you're not going to have a solid character. You can't have someone who's 25% this, 25% that, 25% the other, 25% something else. You need to commit to something. So in the beginning, we're all going to look a lot alike simply because it helps with the solo gaming that they're pushing in a sense. But in the end, when you actually are reaching end game, You have to commit to, I am a full DPS character with maybe like a hint of healing or I'm a full tank with a hint of stealth or what have you because you can't have a high level character that is a jack of all trades and a master of none. So my feeling is there's going to be a lot of people out there who make this mistake, and I really don't want anyone to make this mistake because, of course, I want everyone to love the game and play forever and be happy and role play with me, even if you're an ally or an enemy, because in the end, it's all about me. Oh, wait, no, it's not all about me. (laughs) That's all about the role play. It's all about the it's all about the story. Story, my apologies. Shout out to Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Daniel, we love you. Hello, Daniel, we love you. Can't wait to see you at E3 and rub your head. Anyway. Yes. People need to really commit to a specific spec line. And the reason for that is because you want to be good at something. And it's going to be DPS or tanking or stealth or, or whatever it's going to be, healing, whatever it's going to be. Because if you spread yourself too thin, you're you're just going to be sort of this non not non-important but non-specific addition to a group that I really think is not going to work out as I've said in the past I'm going full healer so when I come into the group you know you're getting a healer there's no surprises I'm not like oh I have healing up to level 11 or what have you however it turns out and I'm going to try to keep these level 50 people going with my level 11 heal that's not that's not what I'm going to do. And and likewise, you don't want some person who appears to be DPS who ha- like tops out at like a level 18 DPS spell power what have you. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I do you do. get what I mean? I do. And look, I want to jump in on the second part of Andrian's question here where he says, how do you think this will fare for group compositions? Do you think such a diverse multitude of roles it'll be harder to put together solid groups? And I think, well, the big question there is where you're pulling these groups together from. If you're just going out there and like, you know, bit of help, bit of help, I need a pickup group, 
Uh, yeah, you could get some really bizarre combos of people and people who just have... You think they're a healer, but their heal is really crappy because they're trying to do something else as well with their character. And gosh, it could be quite a nightmare. But if you're doing your groups primarily within your guild where you're discussing these things and you've got a good grasp on who's who and who's doing what, and hopefully you've discussed what Blue Necker was just talking about, which is, you know, try and try and concentrate on something, you know, at least be good at something, you know, then you'll probably have pretty good people in your groups no matter who you sort of run around with. Uh, but yes, there is a possibility, I think, that there could be a problem for pickup groups insofar as just some bizarre combos of people running around out there. Blue, what do you think? Well, I agree with what Bioware is doing insofar as in the beginning, when you're you're going from crawling to walking to running, it is important to be able to get out there and do what you need to do and not die and die and die over and over and over again. So I understand that, let's say, for example, I'm a bounty hunter. It is going to be convenient to be doing like level one through five and I have a little tiny heal to keep myself going or level one through ten or what have you, however it's going to turn out in the end. I understand that. I understand that. When you need to be alone, you're able to be alone, and it's not just going to be epic fail across the board. But once you establish who your character is going to be, and once you pick out the aspects of your character that you like the best, you you can't be a bounty hunter who's a healer. That's just kind of like counterintuitive to what a bounty hunter is. And if you're if you're picking a bounty hunter as your class and you really want to be hardcore 100% healer, that just makes no sense. It's it's illogical and Spock would be offended. Very offended. He would be totally offended. By the way, Spock yeah. in the new Star Trek movie, yeah. He is really hot. I I have this thing for dark-haired guys who are really logical. Yeah. Well, that's me. <laughs> we are totally off topic now. What what were we talking about? Blue, focus. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say that I've met that guy. Really? Yes. Yeah, yes. you haven't. I have. You're a when liar. He was, when, he was out promoting, um, when he was out promoting Star Trek in Sydney. I have, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you kiss him? He touched me on the shoulder. Zachary Quinto. <gasps> I love him. But the thing is, he touched me on the shoulder because he wanted to talk to the person I was talking to, and he needed me to sort of shut up. So he put his hand on my shoulder and leaned past me, and I looked sideways, and it was Siler, you know, because he's Siler in Heroes. And yes. it was Siler from Heroes holding me on the shoulder and being there right next to me. And it was a real fanboy moment. I was like, woohoo, Siler. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to touch your shoulder now. Yes, you can do that. Okay, so that's on my bucket list now. I need to touch your shoulder, and then I can have, like, a Spock essence moment. There might be some DNA left. I don't know. I think some of our audience might be upset that we're kind of deviating into the Star Trek world. Yeah, true. Should we get on with some more questions? Let's get on with some more questions. Good, because I've got a double header here from uh, a guy from Pax Imperius, our good friends at Pax Imperius. Now, they're a Sith guild, so look, Sith people are listening to us. We love Pax Imperius. Can I just say, because they want to establish some cross-guild roleplay with us, so I think they rock... They rock my socks. Wonderful group of people. And this is yes. uh, Volkov from Pax Imperius. He asked two questions. The first one is, what inspired you to do a podcast? Did you feel your views weren't being adequately addressed elsewhere? 
Wow. Um, I had to think about this before we came on air, and it's not so much that my views weren't being adequately addressed, but that a lot of the shows out there, and uh, there are a lot of very, very good shows out there. I, I'm tweeting and twittering with you know a lot of them every day uh, on Twitter, and I think they're really wonderful people. They were just very different to what we're doing here. They were much longer, like one, two, three hours long, uh, bigger groups of people, you know, three, four, five people all sort of talking at, at once sometimes, uh, and often very male-dominated. And I thought, well, what if you tried to do something different? What if you tried to keep it pretty tight? And I know we did a one-hour show last week, so probably not a good example. But generally, we're a half-hour show. There's just two of us. It's a man and a woman, and we just go at it, and then it's done. And I thought that might be quite different. So that's really why I did it. Not so much that my views weren't being expressed elsewhere, because, you know, I know my views are being expressed elsewhere. And uh, I asked you to come on at Blue, and what did you think? My opinion is we were kind of doing it for selfish reasons insofar as we wanted to just, we wanted to chit-chat, and we were going to share it with people. And if, like, two people listened and enjoyed it, we'd be like, hey, that's cool. And if 200 people listened and enjoyed it, we'd be like, hey, that's way cool. So I wasn't doing it because I felt I had, like, a serious message that I needed to get out there because I was passionate about it. I think we're all very passionate about this game. And in a lot of ways, we're preaching to the choir. But we're just two people we're two different people. We're doing a 30-minute podcast. We're throwing it out there. It's for entertainment, for people who aren't following tour as closely as we are. Hopefully, it's informational. And then every now and then, maybe they get a little giggle out of us because of our banter. So for, for me, it was kind of selfish. And if people like it, I'm just really excited because it's like, oh, you like that thing that I'm doing with my pal Blur. Yay. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Look, hope that answers the question. I want to zip on to the next one because we're running out of time very quickly. He asks about the allies and adversary system. He asks, do you think it's going to be a purely social role play thing or will it have some measurable effect in the game? Perhaps like a special buff when you're with an ally or the ability to sense when an adversary is near. Blue, do you have any thoughts on that? Wow. I hadn't even initially I thought it was going to be purely social. Because it's easy to make it purely social, and you're you're just basically basically saying like grab some allies, grab some enemies, and do what you need to do, whether that's like role play, or coordinating PvP, or just kind of like getting on a forum board together and just talking to each other and saying yeah 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 we're enemies, we're allies, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that maybe there would be specific rewards to being with your ally. That would be, or you could sense that the enemy is near. That would be totally awesome that would be totally cool yeah yeah. i don't i don't know if they're going to do that but that that's a that's a great aspect of the system that i hadn't even thought of prior for me it was a role play thing um like i said pax imperius has reached out to me they've reached out to you we've talked about cross guild role play and i'm really interested in doing that of course it's easier said than done when we don't have a launch date if we knew the game was coming out in two months we would set up all this groundwork in order to develop these relationships. But we don't even know if the, well, we think the game's coming out in September. Again, wow, no information. I'm going to strangle someone at E3. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, for me, it was going to be a social thing. If, if there's some advantage in the game because of these alliances, that would be amazing. That would be great. I approve. Yeah, look, when I read the question, um, I must confess, I thought to myself, similar to you, ooh, I never really thought of that. Um, 
Yeah, look, I always saw this Allies adversary thing first and foremost as a guild leader as being a very mechanical sort of thing because BioWare wants to find who wants to be on the same kind of server as who else and, you know, they're going to try and, you know, put us on the, the same servers as our friends and allies uh, and adversaries and such. And I, I hadn't even thought of it much beyond that very mechanical, we just need to know so you're on the right server kind of thing. But it would be fantastic if you were somewhere and it would, and a little alarm would go off that, you know, someone from, I don't know, Hand of the Republic is nearby or the Corellian League or someone like that. It'd be like, oh, fantastic. You know, I'm going to go find that person. So no idea if it's going to be in the game or whether it's going to have much meaning beyond just being a purely mechanical thing. But gosh, if it did, that would be fantastic. That would be totally cool. Again, story, story, story. Keep me immersed in the game. I'm so excited. Exactly, exactly. Now, look, we're rapidly coming up to the end of the show again. Um, I just wanted to end with some of our details for people out there who want to get in touch with us. We have Gmail. And, Blue, where's our Gmail? TwoTourGamers at gmail.com. Very good. And on Twitter, we have at TwoTourGamers. And we also have a guild one, which is at Beskar, and you can get in touch with us through uh, any of those means. Or, of course, send us a PM on the uh, tour forums. I post there as Blur. And I post there as Blue Neko. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) We're so transparent. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. It's the end of another show. I know. I thought maybe we were going to go a little bit longer. Do you want to go longer? You said you had a surprise, and I thought... Well, I love surprises, Blur. If you've got the time, we'll go to a third segment. I've got the time. Alrighty, let's do it. Here's some ads. And we are back. We have a, a little bit extra for our adoring fans because I love to talk a lot and Blur indulges me. It's like an Easter egg. If you just click further down the page, there's another segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not as good as on a DVD where you might have to go through some kind of interesting sort of thing to get to the Easter egg here. It's just you, you scroll down a bit on YouTube and you can find it. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when we have the time and we, well, I could probably, let's just be honest here, we could probably do like a two-hour podcast, but I don't know if it would be consistent, so I don't want to throw that little nugget out there and then have people say, oh, why aren't you doing two hours every week? Well, because mm. sometimes we can only do 30 minutes. Exactly. Logistics, we're doing more. The logistics more. between the Sydney studio and the Los Angeles studio are interesting. So, so what is your surprise? You have like a surprise topic for me. It's not really a surprise that might build it up too much, but I know it's a topic you'd love to get your uh, teeth into, uh, (laughs) figuratively speaking. And it comes from Respect in Gaming. Now, for those of you who aren't aware of Respect in Gaming, it's a a little group of people. It's not a guild. In fact, it's people from many different tour guilds and some people who aren't gilded at all who have a um, essentially a common belief that, you know, relates to respect in gaming and getting along with people. You know, if someone's not in your guild, that's not a reason to instantly hate them or be against them or think they're poaching members from your guild or they're stealing potentials from your uh, recruitment drives. You know, let's get along. We're a big community. Let's have fun. They're at respectinggaming.com. They have their new forum up. Please join it if you're interested. And there was a thread on there by Darker. Now, Darker is a New Zealander who many of you know because he posts all over the Tor forum community. And um, he asked this. He asked, 
When it comes to an MMO, do you only interact with your guild or are you open to working with and being friendly with others from outside of your guild? Now, particularly to a guild leader, I have some thoughts on this, but Blue, I thought maybe you might like to first crack at it. You know, when it, when it comes to gaming, do you just hang out with your guild or do you work outside of it? I would say because I'm an all-encompassing kind of human being and I love the human experience and interaction with others, that while I'm totally loyal to my guild and I love my guild, it's never at the exclusion of other players. And my hope when we play tour is I already know that I have really good relationships with the people in our guild because we are so active on the forums, in chat, in vent. I have friends in the guild, very close friends, and there's just a ton of people that I like, and we role-play, and there's so much going on in the guild that I could be in that little guild bubble and be very, very happy. But being who I am, I want to make more friends. I want to meet more people. I want my Star Wars experience to be as real as it can be in that fantasy setting, and that means that even though I'm over here, with this close-knit family, so to speak, mm. I'm going to meet other people when I'm out in my ship, when I'm doing PvE, when I'm doing PvP, when I'm sitting in a cantina. I want to make friends in the game for role-play purposes, for sort of the logistics of, oh, we're missing this in our PvE group and we really need it. What about that cool guy or gal in that other guild that we have so much fun with? Why don't we grab them? Mm. So I'm really into meeting other people, making more friends, sharing the whole experience of tour. And if I meet role players, that would be even better because I would be totally into cross-guild role play or even people who are ungilded. I don't care who you are. If you're cool, if you are mature, if you love Star Wars, if you play fair, meaning you're a nice person when you play in your MMO time, I want to meet you. I want to know you. My my character would be great to interact with yours. So for me, I love my guild. I will always probably look to my guild first. But if people approach me in the game or if people want to interact with me on a role play level, I would always be open to that because it really makes the story bigger. Mm. It makes the experience grander. And I think that's just going to make the game better. I'm a very helpful person. So if, if people are like low level, they want help, I would help them. If people don't understand this flashpoint and I've been through it before, I would be more than happy to sort of escort them through it. But there's going to be times when I'm on maybe at some odd hour or, you know, other people are off doing something and they're very engrossed in their own gameplay. And I'm going to think, you know what? I don't have a group for this flashpoint or I feel like doing some role play and I would just like to randomly find some people to play with and I think you shouldn't box yourself up you should be able to sort of step out of your box maybe even step out of your comfort zone and reach out to other people and just say you're not in my guild but I enjoy your company let's experience this awesome game together and of course I would do that like why wouldn't I do that I, I'm, I'm not the type of person that I would want to exclude people turn my nose up and say oh well if you're not in my guild I have I have nothing to contribute to you I have I have tons of energy and tons of excitement and I have so much to give to the game and to all the people playing the game. So I would totally include other people. Cool. Now, I had a slightly different take on this because having run guilds over time, you know, a long time now, unfortunately, that I'm getting old. <laughs> um, You're not that old. <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I've sort of come to this with a different point of view, like a, a guild leader point of view. And I think a younger me would be uh, pushing for people to spend all their time with my guild and not, you know, quotation marks, waste it somewhere else. And a younger me might take it very personally if, you know, I built a guild and gave it a name and made a forum and did all this stuff. And these people come in and said, yes, we're going to be your guild members. And then next thing, they're all off to all points of the compass doing things with people from other guilds. I know that a younger me would have been like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Guys, come back, come back. You know, but I think the older me acknowledges that people do want to experience things outside of their own guild, especially in a game like Tor, where guilds are faction locked. And if, you know, a guild's not going to offer a faction, a guild in the other faction, uh, then what are people meant to do when they want to play their other Republic characters or their other Sith characters? So for that reason, I acknowledge that it's going to happen. So I think people should do it. And my point of view, certainly within Beskar, is, hey, if you want a Republic guild, uh, we are going to have one. It's going to be a fun sort of side thing. But if you want a serious one, more power to you. Go and join it. But preferably don't join one on our server because that will just open you up to all sorts of problems, I think. Right, and I understand that because, I mean, I mean the, the hope is that everyone you encounter in this game is going to be a kind and courteous, honest individual, but there, there's always the chance that, for example, we would have someone in Beskar on the server that we're on and we'd be playing Sith, and then there might be someone who gets into the guild and then is playing in a Republic guild, and then they turn around and they tell the Republic, oh, hey, you guys, if you feel like killing Beskar, they're over here doing PvP right now, which would be rude, and it's cheating, and it's disloyal, and it's dishonest. So I understand what you're talking about. I don't really think that happens a lot, but I understand where your concern would be. My whole thing, with respect to this question, like my point of view, is that... Um, like when we talked about Narshada, where that's an area where early in the game the two factions are going to be able to mingle, I would be over the moon if we had strong relations with Republic guilds, like if they were our established enemies, and I would be able to sort of role play that tension with them in a common area where we could both be. That would just be that would be very Star Wars for me. Yeah. It would be very real. It would play into the story and it would just add that flavor that makes the game more than button pushing and grinding for a level. And that's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for the game to be an experience more than just merely a game that I'm playing, you know, for a couple hours a day. I want it to be an experience. So if there are people out there who want to be my enemy, if if you are a Republic character and, and you want to, like, get with Beskar and you want to be, like, enemies and roleplay that, I'm totally, totally, totally open to that because it, it, it enhances what Star Wars is all about. That's yeah. what Star Wars is about. Good guys, bad guys, tension, drama. That's what I'm into. Yeah. And, look, I guess my thing with, with people being in other guilds on the same server... I don't want the, uh, oh, what would you say, the, the blame to fall on them. If we're in an area and suddenly we get ambushed by another guild and it's their guild, people are instantly going to look to them as the person who tipped off that guild that we were going to be there. And, you know, sometimes they might not have been the person who tipped them off. There might have been no tip off at all. Yet there will always be that speculation falling on their shoulders that it was them. And to avoid that, I think the simplest thing is if you're in a Sith guild, join a Republic guild on a completely different server. That means when you're playing in that Republic guild, 
there is no way you can affect your Sith Guild and your relationship with it, and it's just the best of both worlds for both parties. No, I agree. And, you know, I'm I'm someone who, when I decide to make a Republic alt, I'm going to look for a maybe roleplay-centric, more mature, you know, a guild that's like Beskar, mm. but is Republic, rather than just like, oh, I'm just going to play this all for two hours every month. I'm going to look for a quote-unquote serious guild, and I don't want to get out there one day and be killing members of Beskar because I love you guys. So that would be just ridiculous. And I also don't want to have to sit there when people say, oh, hey, where where are your guildmates from your other guild? And then I have to sit there and say, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that. That's like cheating. And they'll be like, come on, it's no big deal. It's like, well, it is a big deal. They're yeah. doing their thing. We're doing our thing. I'm not going to help you cheat in PvP. I think that's the point you might, you know de-guild from that guild if they were pushing you like that yeah that would be obnoxious that that was just an example i don't yeah. i hope i don't encounter people like that but but i know what you mean you know what i mean and yeah. it, it was an interesting topic that came on uh respecting gaming so i liked it definitely now look we've got uh two and a half minutes till the re- end of the show i was wondering if you wanted to talk briefly about uh e3 of course i do <laughs> what's happening well, E3 is happening in 11 days. I'm so thrilled. I was looking over the floor plan today to sort of map out where am I entering and how quickly can I run to the South Hall so I can get to the EA area, which, by the way, is enormous. And I and I figure, based on other conventions that BioWare and EA have, have been at, that I'm going to have to stand in line for a while to play the game. But this will be the first time that I've played the game. And I will do the two-hour, three-hour, what-have-you line because I want to be able to come back and when we do a podcast, tell people, because I'm going to go on a Wednesday, June 8th. I might go all days, but for sure I'm going on Wednesday. And then we're going to do our podcast on Friday, and I will have all this information. I'm going to have photos, which, of course, I can't show you in the podcast, but they'll be on our our guild website. Sorry, just for our guildmates. <laughs> and but you know, I'll have lots of commentary yeah. based on what I learn there. So I'm really thrilled about that. And I'm hoping I can meet all these people we've sort of I, I don't want to say they're celebrities, but it's like we've seen them and we've been monitoring them and they give us all this information and then I'm actually gonna see them face to face. It's gonna be like a little surreal. I'm gonna be right next to like the Disney booth, and I say booth, I use that term loosely. It's it's almost like these areas are like warehouses, basically. They're so enormous. Yeah. Maybe like Disney and Microsoft and THQ, but none of that matters because yeah. I'm going specifically to learn more about Tor and meet the Bioware people, and yeah. Is there one you want and, to meet in particular? I guess I'm going to have to say Daniel. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to our guildmate, Little Pal, who is a very vocal Daniel non-lover. We'll just call him, I won't call him a hater. I'll call him a Daniel Erickson non-lover. Mm. I haven't... Now, I'm a cheeseball. I'm a fangirl. If that isn't obvious, you've never listened to two minutes of our podcast. That's but I'm, I'm a total fangirl. I love Daniel. It's like these <laughs> these people can do no wrong. They're like, yeah, we're we're going to launch the game in 2015. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I totally support you <laughs> because I'm just a complete cheeseball because I'm so positive. Mm. I'm 
stupidly positive about everything. So I just assume that everyone has the best intentions and that they're, they're doing the most logical, wonderful thing. But I think I want to meet Daniel uh, because I want to ask him about story because that's something I really care about. And even though everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about PVP. Tell me more about servers. I'm totally down with the story. <laughs> You're all worried about servers. I'm like, but no, is the Sith Inquisitor's story going to be really dramatic? That's what I care most about because I'm a dork. Yeah. And look, on that note, I think we're at the end of the show. Yeah, let's let's leave the show with I'm a dork. Thanks a lot, Blur. <laughs> Till next week, I'm Blur. I'm Blue Neko the dork. Bye. Bye. Bye.